Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Nether Realm, a real play Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I'm Tanner, and I'll be the dungeon master leading our amazing party through an original campaign filled with action, mystery, drama, and plenty of comedy. We'll be playing D&D 5th edition, but we prioritize story above all else. So if you are looking for an epic tale, you've come to the right place. Some of the content will not be for children, but if that doesn't bother you, then settle in and prepare yourself for the first ever Nether Realm campaign, The Never There. Our story begins on a chilly spring dawn in the year 1190 AR. The streets of Leyland, an old town on the eastern edge of Atoria, are quiet. On the far side of town, an elven male in a burgundy cloak unlocks the front door of his business. As he groggily trudges to the large window at the back of the building, he takes a small sip from his steaming mug of tea. Across the nearby canyon, he can see the ruins of old Leyland. His eyes lazily trace the skyline of the dilapidated buildings before pausing on a small, glimmering light. It flickers for a moment, and then goes out. The elf looks for any signs of movement in the distant ruins before turning to sit at his desk and dipping his quill and ink. On a thick piece of parchment, he writes, Experienced adventurers needed for expedition to Leyland ruins. Handsome reward offered. Inquire at 12 Edge Street. It is a pretty relatively chilly, calm morning in the town of Leyland. Very few people have woken up and have started to open any shops or businesses. We got a little glimpse of someone doing something. Maybe that's important. But what we do see is a human male of imposing stature walking into town from the west. His cane clinks against the cobblestone street as the rising sun casts a long shadow behind him. Bruce, please describe Archibald Theodore Cromwell. Mr. Cromwell here enters the seat, roughly 6'2 in height, 210 pounds. He wears nice, fine, silken overcoat with slight silver pinstripes. On his neck, you can see the tattoo of a wolf's head. His hair is trimmed neatly and close on the side, disconnected from the longer hair that is on the top in a clear undercut fashion, and he has a finely trimmed black beard. Underneath his overcoat, he has a burgundy waistcoat and a white noble shirt, slim, well-fitted noble trousers, and they're tucked into his black leather boots. He walks with a cane. The cane also has a silver wolf's head on top. And on his back is a big fucking great axe! What the? Well, okay, all right, let's chill for a second. Bruce, why was I not expecting your character to be dapper as fuck? Like, <laughs> what the hell? 
<laughs> a pinstripe suit? This dude's a gangster, literally. <laughs> Leyland has a good source of operations for like adventurers um, looking to either go out into the eastern subcontinent across the wound and get sort of you know a start and start building a name it is also just kind of on the precipice of where certain business happens they they export uh do a few imports and exports here that um you really can't get anywhere else a lot of it's dealt in uh woundstone and woundstone is, is one of the primary exports of vittoria which is the country uh where leyland is located so anything that you want to do here could be primarily business related or adventuring related. So it really depends on if you're trying to build contacts or trying to build up a reputation. All right. So reputation is the focus right now. Um, mainly considering he's kind of on the lamb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it would be a reputational uh, journey that we are focused on. You pass by a few villagers who give you some different looks along the way. Um, you get the feeling that they haven't seen someone like you before, at least not the way you're dressed and styled and, or even how you carry yourself. The people on, in Leyland, while there is a decent business quarter here and it isn't a small, small town, they are kind of on the edge of things in one of the farthest towns away from the capital city in Atoria. So you're making your way through the town to see if there's uh, anything that would help propel you to get you some new context, help you figure things out. As everything's waking up, uh, you do notice in the center of town um, a bulletin board. It has certain things placed, but one note does catch your eye, and it says, Experienced adventurers needed for expedition to Leyland Ruins. Handsome reward offered. Inquire at 12 Edge Street. And you can see this letterhead at the top that says Outward Expeditions, uh, which you do know is uh, related, uh, basically a subsidiary of the Adventurers Guild um, of Atoria. Uh, yeah, I'm going to pick my fancy cane up and I'm going to tap that letter on the center of it, denoting that my character notices it. Okay. Um, at that point, the bright... Rising Sun would probably cause the shining of the multiple scars that are on my hands that are clearly worn, as well as the large scar that goes across from my character's right ear, crossing his nose about halfway to the left horizontally across his face. Because uh, I forgot to mention that in the actual description. That's why this is being talked about right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to tap that twice and look around, see if he can find street signs in this bumbling city here. You do see street signs uh, marked around. Um, you're currently on Main Street, uh, but you really don't have any indication of, of which way to go from here. There's no current cross street that you can find. The one thing about Leyland that, that you would know uh, is that it is directly on the edge of the massive canyon that splits the continent. My character would think to himself, mm. edge, edge streets, yeah. you know, that's probably where that's going to be. He's going to go look for an edge. Okay, so you you head uh, in a, a easterly direction um, down Main Street, and eventually, you know, you start to see some of the cross streets, and you end up seeing Edge Street. Um, you can see that if you take a left, uh, the numbers counting upward, um, that you'll eventually make it to 12. Uh, but before you do, 
you suddenly hear a painfully sharp whistle coming from the south side of town, followed by the screams of a few citizens. Do you continue on to Edge Street, or do you go to the disturbance? Uh, my character is going to look around. He's going to look towards the disturbance, and he's going to say, Well, I've learned me lesson about staying out of people's problems. We're not going to deal with this today. He's going to keep walking. Keep walking towards Edge Street, all right. Yeah, fuck that. Not sticking me nose where it doesn't belong here, bros. As you make your way uh, <laughs> towards Edge Street, you can see some people moving um, out of the streets and kind of trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, there's also a sound of commotion that comes back uh, from the center of town. But you do eventually make your way to number 12, um, and you can see the sign hanging above it that says Outward Enterprises. And there's, I'm assuming, like a door shop shop front normally? Yes, yes, it is the, the uh, storefront. Okay, he takes his cane and he raps on the door, knocking. There is no answer. Oh, okay. Is there a sign that says open? Uh, no, no signs that are, that are listed nearby. All right, I'm going to wiggle the handle. It is locked. Okay, then I'm just going to kind of lean against the shop with my back and observe the alley as I hear the commotion heading my way, I assume. <laughs> I needed you to follow the commotion. <laughs> okay. So as you're as you're sitting here waiting uh for some sort of answer or for someone to 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 come to the door at 12 Edge Street, um you can hear some clamoring up the street from you. Um as you look down the street, you can see two guards uh, just breaking down the street. I mean, running as fast as they can in their um, in their armor, uh, swords at the ready. Um, and as they make their way down, uh, one of them looks at you uh, and notices you standing there, and nudges his friend or his uh, his co guard, um, and and points you out. As soon as he nudges his friend, I fucking clank is not dealing with this today. I find an alleyway and I slip down it. <laughs> as you as you just kind of uh, stretch and then you know make nonchalantly try move down the nearest alleyway between the uh, between the businesses, uh, you hear them shouting behind you. Oh, get back here! You start moving um, rather quickly, but trying to keep your your noise down. You keep yourself low between these boxes and move behind the uh, nearby businesses. Um, right now, you're between these these buildings and the edge of the wound um which is the large canyon as you can see it and look over it uh it is so far down a deadly drop were you to fall from here um and it cuts sort of uh it cuts north um more in the direction of where the guards would have been coming from and then it also cuts down south um which is where the commotion it, it there was the initial whistle that you heard, but now it sounds like the commotion has moved towards the center of town. Um, so really the only options here are north and south or to dive yourself into the wound to certain death. Well, you guys know what's happened before. No, I'm just <laughs> My character jumps off the cliff. No, God damn it. No. Um, <laughs> and thus Sorry. ends another round. Thank you. That was, my, that was my first ever experience playing with Bruce and, and he killed and his just, character. I was like, I no. yeet my character off of a cliff. Uh, okay, so you said the commotion came from the south, correct? Yeah, the whistle, the initial sharp, trill whistle, which you can still kind of hear, but it is certainly uh, decreasing in volume. Um, 
but the the whistle at the or the commotion at the center of town is definitely getting okay. more commotiony. Uh, he's gonna kind of peek back down the alleyway. Does he see the guards coming his way? Um, you can see them kind of searching. Uh, okay. between the boxes and stuff, thinking that you're All somewhere right. in here. All right, and bruv north, south, back down the alleyway to deal with the fucking clankers. Well, best the idea is to hide in plain sight. Let's go south. All right, he's head south. Start okay. shimmying his way south. So you make your way along uh, between the edge of the wound and these buildings. You can kind of see that a lot of these, if you peek in the window, these buildings have emptied out. One of the buildings looks like it's a, a tavern of sorts. But as you continue going south, the whistling noise uh, increases in volume. And you eventually hear uh, what sounds like an older man pleading with someone. You can't really make out what he's saying from this distance or who he might be pleading to. But it seems like the whistling noise is coming from that same area. What the fuck have I walked into here? I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> okay. As you make your way forward, you can see a steeple with a shield uh, on it uh, rise above the other buildings. And so you now find yourself at the Church of Hrodrik, which you would know by the shield symbol. The sound seems to be emanating from the back of the church, and you can see plumes of smoke pouring out from behind it. Uh, you, the pleading that you heard a moment ago has stopped. People-wise, what's around me? Everyone seems to have abandoned um, this particular area. Really, the only commotion you can hear is coming from the center of town. I'm going to go find this old man. You make your way around the back of the church, and you can see where, these, uh, where this smoke has been pouring from. What you see here is a raging forge. The structure around the forge is badly damaged. Even the rafters hang haphazardly from the ceiling. Amongst that smoke and wreckage, uh, you can make out two figures. One is a human male pinned under a large fallen beam. The other stands nearly seven feet tall and is covered in metal from head to foot. This metal-clad figure is tearing through the building, obviously searching for something. To the left of the forge, you can see the source of the whistling, a massive metal pipe that is been bent and is steadily building pressure. Uh, if the raising pitch is any indication, this could soon be a problem. You have yet to be noticed by the figure. Okay. Uh, how close is he to the guy with the beam on him or whatever? This metal figure is currently not paying attention to the, to the guy that's pinned. It's tearing through the building. Seems like its attention has currently been turned. Alright, my character's gonna peek around the corner. He's gonna see the beam laying on the guy. And the big metal figure, and he's going to take a deep breath, and he's going to go, Well, I've learned me lesson from sticking me nose where it doesn't belong, and I'm going to do it again. It's a terrible idea, mate. And he's going to slink his way around the corner. Roll stealth. Yep, go ahead and give me stealth. Natural 20! Holy shit, all right. <laughs> first of the session. It's first and the roll, first roll. Oh, It's great. I love it. This Hopefully is good. This great is an for us, Bruce. Yep. This is great. All right, so you make your way around the side of the church um, and back to the forge. Uh, as you move to the side of the rubble and try and get yourself um, basically uh, in a position where no one can see you, but you can get leverage on the beam, um, you realize that you haven't been noticed and you're able to get underneath the, the beam that's pinning the guy down. Um, as soon as you 
go to move it, uh, he does notice some form of commotion. Of course, it's the thing being lifted off his freaking chest. So he looks in your direction, and you can just see him just af- afraid, but like now hopeful. Okay, I look at him and I put my finger in front of my lips, like shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so you're gonna attempt to lift this beam? Yeah. Give me, give me that good old uh, athletics. A- athletics. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, twenty-two. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nineteen on the dice. That's good. All right, so you are able to uh, pretty easily hoist this beam up. You can tell that most of the burnt parts have have made this a little bit lighter to where you can get it yourself. And this man tries his best to kind of push himself back and unpin himself. You can get a clearer look of him now. He is a large guy with a long white beard and... uh, pretty disheveled hair at this point, but he wears the cloth of Herodric, just very simple robes. Like large as in jacked or large as in tubby? He's, you, even, even underneath the robes, you can see this man is ripped. Okay, alright, okay. Oh, he ripped! So he, he pulls himself out and starts to slowly try and inch his way over to you. Oh boy, okay. (laughs) He is, uh, he is not being very quiet about it, but he is not noticed as he moves himself out and gets over to you and you're able to help him up and get back around the corner the two of you alright bruv I did you a favor what the fuck is that I honestly have no idea uh in in I just it, it came and it started just wrecking the place it just wrecked the forge by Roderick it's it's uh it's making a mess out of everything alright well that's the exit that's the way we're going let's go I, I cannot leave this forge. If anything, that like that pipe is about to explode. I can tell, and and I've got a protector. So if you need to get on out of here, I won't hold it against you. This ain't your fight, but I gotta try and take this damn thing down. Okay, kind of lean back against the wall for a second. He's gonna scratch his head, and rub his face. Real irritated look. Now, broth. Just want to make sure you're aware here. That's a big metal man. Fuck are you gonna do to it? Ah, well, I am a big flesh man, and I'm gonna do what I can. And you can see he kind of flexes a little bit. You can see his chest kind of ripple beneath his robes. And he picks up a nearby beam in his hand, and just by his sheer girth, he's gonna try and use this thing as a weapon. All right, bruv. Well, it's nice knowing you. I leave. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. As I'm walking out, I say, "You know, it's just stupid. You save a man, or what does he do? Throws his life clean off the fucking cliff again." Okay. Um, as you leave, you can hear this guy, and dunk, uh, and you can hear the sound of commotion, and it does not sound like it's going well for this guy. Um, as a matter of fact, you can look back as you round the corner and he's just down in the dust again, pushing himself back up and grabbing his beam uh, as the, the metal man continues to march towards him. The direction that you are now going is about the center of town where there does seem to be, that's where that large commotion is coming from. Gotcha. Um, the guy does look back over to you and yells out, I'll be in your debt, please. Okay, so my character, because his name has not been said yet, is going to take a very, very deep breath. 
Oh, I'm going to regret this. I know I am. He lifts up the cane that he's using. He slips it into a leather thong on his back to hold it. And he rolls his great axe off of his shoulders and turns around. And he goes, all right, then let's kill the fucking thing. And he charges. He charges. All right. As you uh, as you charge in, you can see this thing bringing back its fist to pound the priest on the ground. And you run up quickly enough to block him with your great axe. Go ahead and roll initiative. 17. Yeah. Natural one. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is going so well. So you uh, you go up and you brace underneath this and you're able to lift back uh, and press him away relative with relative ease. But you do feel the strength behind this thing as it clangs against the metal of your axe. Oh, you're a hefty bastard, aren't you? It, it doesn't respond. <laughs> I rage. Okay. All right, cool. Just so that's aware, get that out of the way. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna fucking thwack him with my axe, two-hand, great axe, thwack Hit him. Hit me, noises. daddy. Oh my uh, god. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, 18 on the dice? No, 18 total, sorry. 18. That hits. Alright, cool. Uh, 16 damage. Damn, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. Got All right. barbarians early. All right, as as you throw this guy back, um, as it's uh, you know lose, lost its balance a little bit um, to your initial it's block, like a fucking uh, baseball swing with my great axe. Just. Yeah, you cut across it with this great axe. You can actually notice that there's certain parts of it um, that aren't fully metal plated, uh, that look like more organic material, and you cut into that, um, and you can start to see this sort of uh, gel sort of leaking out where you where you've hit it. Um, it is significantly damaged from your attack. Okay, but so it's like a gel, or is it like? It is not blood. It's like okay. this. It's like this viscous sort of. It's almost like this clear. My my question is: is it is it affecting my weapon? That's what I'm no, worried about. No, no, no. Okay, it is all not. Right. Cool. Okay, cool. All right, all right, continue on. All right, that's your turn. I'm I am not worried about. Yeah, I just, the man behind me is not a concern at this point. This thing in front of me is my sole concern. Uh, the man behind you does uh, begin to stand up, um, and he readies his his beam. Um, but uh, the machine in front of you rushes you and swings. Uh, does a sixteen hit? Yeah, it hits me. Okay, uh, so it connects with its fists. Uh, that is six damage. Yeah, half damage. So it's three. Yeah, this is blood. It's half okay, damage. Resistance yeah. is half. I, that's what I was looking at. Yeah. All right. So then it will swing its second fist at you. Okay. And that is a 10. It is going to whiff. Oh, uh, okay. As you're oh, able to do it. Damn damn like, Jesus no, no, Christ, no, no. Damn. I have to do it. Uh, no, uh, it, it tries yeah, to take a swing at you, but only catches pinstriped coattails um, in its swing. Mm. Does it damage my pinstripe coattails? Nah, it's, it was really cool okay, looking. Right. It just kind of flowed over it. Okay, all right. Yeah. We've got that problem. All right, cool. Yeah, I mean, we're going right right back into skibbity doo skibbity day and I'm going to baseball swing this thing's head into yesterday. Oh, no, I'm not. 12. Okay, yep. Uh, you'll take a swing, and it will be able to move enough to where you just kind of skiff off the side of its armor. Um, okay. At this point... Uh, the the priest does stand up um, and will rush with its make his makeshift weapon uh, and try and make a swing. 
four on the dice, no matter what I add to that, ain't gonna happen. Um, you see this beam is probably a little bit too unwieldy for him, uh, so he misses uh, the machine, which now brings us to the machine's turn. It's gonna try and hit you with a fist again. Twelve. Nope, I won't Okay. Hit. Second fist. Ten. I'm not using nope. that dice anymore. All right. Um, no, keep using that dice. Back to my turn. <laughs> back to my turn. Yes, back to you. Uh, I'm gonna turn to the to the guy. Did you say ever say his name? Nope. Okay. Hey, look, bro. Pull the thing out of me, off me back here. You pointing the so, cane? Yeah, pointing the cane. Okay. Uh, he will notice that when he pulls it off, it will seem as if it is leveled and weighted correctly to be used as a mace. Oh, nice. Okay. Nice. Uh, he will do so on his turn. All right. Cool. So yeah, I'm just gonna baseball swing at this fucking thing again. Go for it. No, uh, not not hitting. Nerve. Oh okay. Nerve. <laughs> All right. It's a two. A two uh, on the dice. The, the priest will, will come up. Uh, he will drop the beam with a thunk, um, and it will come up when, and grab the mace off your back. Uh, the cane. The cane okay. mace. The case. The main? The whoop-ass stick. Whoop-ass stick. Nice. Okay. He will grab it, uh, make a swing with the cane. Just one less than it needs to hit. So he will miss again. You do notice at this point that the whistling is getting louder. The priest's attention is very quickly drawn to the uh, the pipe that is just now busting out steam. You can see the pressure behind it sort of making it balloon a bit. I'm just going to shout, Oi, bro, if you could do something about that pipe, you worry about that, I'll worry about this. He nods and prepares to do so. All right. The machine makes two swings at your face. Ooh, one of them will hit. That is nine damage. Halved. Alright, that will end its turn. And it is, uh, again, just strictly focused on you um, as the largest at the moment. Uh, You can still hear the commotion from the middle of town as well. Just a massive clamor. It certainly does at this point sound like combat. Okay, I'm gonna thwack thwacky McThwacker this thing again. Alright, cool, there we go. Uh, Non-natural 20 on the dice. That'll hit it. Big damage. Yeah, it is big damage. It's 12... 17. Holy shit! Alright. I'm, I'm axed. I got a 12 on the dice. That's why. That's big fantastic. Damage. Okay, as you bring your axe down low to swing up at this thing, back to where you can tell is the soft spot where the gel is pouring out, you look up at this thing and finally kind of try and take it in and can tell that it has like this glow to its eyes and this mechanical face um, this jaw and brow everything made out of metal nothing about it looks human other than the form that it is trying to recreate and then the lights in its eyes go dim you bring the the axe into it and you pull it back out uh, leaving this gash in its side as it falls down lights out metal man Hello, dear listener. This is Tanner, your game master for this season of Nether Realm. Thank you so much for listening to the remastered first episode of Nether Realm. There's a lot more lovingly created campaign available, so I hope you join us for the rest of this adventure. In later episodes, we expand the cast, focus hard on the story, and greatly improve the production of each episode, so things only get better. If you want to delve deeper into our setting or find transcripts for each episode, visit netherrealm.com. And if you like what you're hearing, 
please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Now let's get back to the story. All right, I turn back to the priesty, McCleric-y, McGiant dude. He has taken off towards the pipe. All right, cool. And he's over there trying to get this thing stabilized. He points over to some tools nearby. One of them is a clamp uh, and clearly asking you to grab it. Yeah, I, I drop my axe back into the holder on my back and grab the tool set and bring it over to him. Okay. Um, he works and is able to tie this thing off. The steam slowly dissipates and the smoke is starting to uh, lessen. But this this forge is... It'll take a lot to, to put it back together. Okay. Um, but the catastrophe averted here, at least. Yeah, yeah, for now, yes, certainly. Um, and actually, as you say that, cheers also erupt uh, from the center of town. And this priest finally takes in a deep breath and sighs as he dusts himself off. Uh, he looks over at you and says, you've, you've done me a great service. I know that you, uh, I could tell you didn't want to be involved, but by Roderick, I mean, I owe you a great, the ch- like if this thing had exploded, the whole church could have gone up. The system's connected underneath it. It's just, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, my name's Father Dell and I'm in your debt. And he puts a big meaty hand out towards you. Okay. I do shake his hand, but at the same time, I look for my mace cane. He nods, forgetting that he even had it in his hand and hands it back to you. I put it back in its little holder, and okay. I say, Nice to meet you, Father Dale, but I've got a problem here, and that's that there's going to be eyes coming this way. I don't do well with eyes on me, so uh, I was never here. Good luck. I turn, and I begin to mosey my way out. All right. Uh, he just kind of looks after you. His hands drop, and he's like, well, and he goes back to trying to fix things up. The main commotion now is coming from the center of town. There's... Uh, cheers. Uh, no longer the sound of combat, but um, sounds like people celebrating. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, when I walk out of the Forge Church weird place thing, I'm going to uh, pull my cane back out as if and you begin to use it walking again. I'm going to fluff my coat to get the dirt off of it. I'm going to reset my dress to make myself look presentable again. I'm going to go towards the cheering because now I'm curious. The looking pristine, uh, you head towards the center of town where the cheers are. You can see the citizens of Leyland gathered around a group of black-clad warriors who stand victorious above the lifeless forms of three more of these steel beings. Um, The most armored of the warriors, a tall, pale-skinned human with fiery red hair, shouts above the cheering, Your safety has been provided by the Black Hold Collective. Thanks may be given in coin or ale. And then as he finishes, more cheers erupt uh, as he brings his foot down on the head of the closest fallen attacker with a loud crunch. I say under my breath, that one thinks he's impressive, eh? Uh, Someone next to you uh, (laughs) chuckles. The Black Old Collective. I really hate those guys. And they do think highly of themselves. Major prick energy. Uh, you, however, are not a familiar face. And I prefer it to stay that way, no offense. Oh, well, you know, everyone in certain towns needs a man of, uh, preferring to stay that way, if you take my meaning. Oh, I agree. Good. 
Well, uh, I've actually had word from a mutual acquaintance that uh, maybe you could be someone who has muscle and, more importantly, trust. Oh, it's possible. I need a bit more information before I throw my dice in here, though. How does a drink sound? Well, that sounds lovely, friend. As you kind of turn towards this guy, uh, you notice that he is a male elf in a burgundy cloak. Um, he has tan skin and a sharp nose, but his most noticeable feature uh, is the two scars that cut diagonally across his cheeks. Okay. Give me a history check. Uh, let's see. What is my... So, minus one, so 12 total on my dice. He is a convicted thief. Oh, okay. All right, cool. And he begins, he, he kind of waves his hand and ushers you over, um, straightening himself and moving relatively back towards where you started. Uh, he brings you to uh, the nearby tavern called The Edge, uh, opens the door and offers, uh, ushers you inside. I follow. Okay. Um, he goes up to the counter, orders a couple of drinks and brings them back to the table um, and sits down. And he says, listen, I, uh, I know things uh and i'm i make sure that people that travel here uh can find good business you look like the well okay so i was going to say you look like the adventuring sort but um you look like someone who is currently adventuring away from where you typically stay well you know what they say mate birds of a feather uh, drink together and he offers you a beer i will take it uh before sitting down, my character pulls his coat off of his shoulders, flaps it to get the rest of the dust off, folds it very neatly, and drapes it over the back of his chair. Okay. All right. As you settle in, uh, this um, elf looks up at you. He says, uh, well, I, in order to gain trust, I suppose you probably need my name. Uh, I am Beth Seishir. Uh I run the local uh, adventuring uh, outfit here, uh, known as Outward Enterprises. Can I tell you how I spelled that? Yeah, tell B-A- me how you spelled it. B-A-Y-T-H-E-S-A-Y-S-H-I-R. Not the worst. B-A-E-T-H-S-A-E hyphen S-H-I-I-R. Nope. I'm going to leave it as Bates Cheshire on my thing. I know how to say it. Yeah, phonetically. It's fine. Well, uh, no offense, mate, but I'm not the best with names. If you don't mind, I'll just call you B. All right, I mean, bath, can't do bath. It's like saying bath, but then, like, fucking it up. <laughs> All right, that was a funny joke. I'll give you that one. Bath it is, then. Ah, excellent. Thank you. And your name, sir? Uh, my name is Archibald Theodore Cromwell, but my brothers call me Archie. Ah, that is difficult for me to pronounce. Can I just call you A? Sure. Ah, shit, I thought, I mean, I, I, I'll... Yeah. Oh, I know what you thought was going to happen, but, you know... Right, yes. I will, I will, I will call you if, if you prefer Archie, I do not mind saying Archie. All right, good then. We can agree on one thing at least. Yeah, I, I imagine we can agree on multiple things. Uh, coin? Absolutely. Great. Uh, I know it is, uh, word travels quick around town. And um, after the commotion, uh, Father Dell sent me a message saying that someone helped him out. Reluctantly, but sometimes you need reluctance and a good head for uh, specific tasks. Boy, I do agree. <laughs> Being a little too zealous will have you uh, mocked if you catch my drift. 
Ah, he traces his fingers uh, across his face. I know. He'll knock back a bit of his beer and uh, offer a toast uh, to new acquaintances and potential lucrative business. Sounds nice to me, bruv. Click. All right. He'll knock it back and he'll, he'll down the whole beer. I set mine back down. Okay. Do you drink some of it, though? Yeah, 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 but I don't. Okay. <laughs> don't yeah, Just knock it all back. Um, all right. He says, uh, first off, uh, we need to set a base level, right, of trust. Uh, so what exactly brings you into town? Uh, it's not so much what brought me into town as what sent me away from other towns. Ah, and what is this? People in metal may be looking for me, and I may not want them to find me if you catch me drift. Ah, well, you're more forthcoming than I was actually expecting. I guess I did not need the truth theorem. Probably wouldn't have worked. I don't know. Did the beer taste funny? No. But I also saw the gentleman bring it out, and I know you didn't do anything to it. Unless he's in the cahoots, and if he's in the cahoots, I'm fucked anyway, so what's the point of resisting, really? That is one hell of an outlook. Okay, you know what? Screw the whole thing that I had planned. This is... <laughs> I think this is going to be great. Uh, uh, apologies, you know I'm a bit of a pragmatist. What can I say? Uh, you, you know what? In, I mean, that was 150 gold that I wasted, so, you know, <laughs> fuck me, I guess. Uh, okay, listen. <laughs> so, you are, you are running from the law. That's fine. Don't care. No, I... I, I hold on oh, there. I said right. I was running from metal men. I never said I was running from the law. Uh, oh, like the metal men in town? You know of them already? No, I don't know. No, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Well, that's fine. Either way, if you're looking to make money, I'm looking to make money. I need to. Th- I need things done. You seem like a doer. Uh, but the, the the whole thing that we are concerned about now, of course, uh, is our own metal men, uh, who seem to have just been in town. F- four of them, if I count correctly. Yeah, they seem clankers clearing through, but not the kind of clankers that I'm used to running from. Anyway, that's besides the point. What you need done? Well, we do uh, we do kind of want to figure out, you know, the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you they got a weird viscous liquid that leaks out of them. Oh, yes, they did. It's all over the center of town. Those, uh, those guys that were there, the Black Hole Collective, uh, they are... Probably the worst of the worst corporatist sort of adventuring assholes, but um, you know they are effective in what they do, and they took care of those three in the middle of town. But like, you know, you took care of one on your own, no backup, which is pretty impressive. Uh, Father Dell said he didn't really do much, which is kind of sad. I mean, he is very big. Well, to be fair, bruv, the thing did ruffle me coat a bit. That is sad. You know, we actually have a, a very good place here that uh, that can do any work on your coat to make it good as new if there's anything wrong with it. Or you can get a nice new one. Uh, it is a, a fantastic location. Uh, let me give a second to myself to remember the name. Oh, yes, it is Doting Doublets and Other Grateful Garments. That's a mouthful. Uh, yes, but it is also kind of fun to say. You uh, Go ahead and try. I'm going to be honest with you, brother. I don't even remember what you said. Uh, all right, that's fine. It's they got like tail coats and shit. It'll, it's maybe your kind I'll of stuff. I'll take a look. I'll take a look. You get some imports. Uh, but those guys outside—that is the the Onyx Company of the Black Hole Collective. Again, assholes. The main guy Strickland. Uh, 
He comes by all the time and takes all the contracts. At least all the good ones. Unless you're interested in rat catching or uh, the occasional rabid rabbit. Slaying. I'm not... Alright, Ruff. Pause for one second. Did you say rabbit rabbit slaying? Hey, you've never seen a rabbit rabbit? Well, they pay people for that here. I mean, they, we don't have, like, rat catchers, which is what would normally do that kind of vermin hunting. Oh. Well, they just had the prisoners do it where I'm from. That must be nice, but we don't really have prisoners here. We get, like, one drunk that we lock up every once in a while, or some people trying to uh, cross the wound, and they just kind of wash up in places where they shouldn't, so it's, it's a big to-do. I mean, it isn't really. like It's like a handful of people every few years. This is a bit of a strange place you got here, mate. Yeah, I mean, it's right on the edge of nothing and on the edge of everything else of the continent. I mean, we're on, like, the western subcontinent, right? I mean, you, I don't know where you're from, but, like, you know this place. And then on the whole other side, it's, like, the wilderness and the edge cliff and the splinterlands and all of these places. Uh, I mean, if you, got, if you like a good ale, Olmir is a wonderful place to visit. That's just going on. <laughs> Archie sips his beer and is just looking at him with... You know, really taking in his monologue here. I, I, I digress. I have probably just uh, there's a lot of information. I, we don't really get new people in town, uh, which is sad because I have a very, very good quest that I am willing to pay very well for. Uh, you've tickled me ears a bit. I'm willing to listen. Great. Uh, specifically, it is to. Well, you know, I think first, if you don't mind, just sort of a trial in this whole sort of lucrative relationship that we could build. Uh, And I'll pay you for this, of course. We'd like to find out. I I say we. I mean, the town would, but I would also like to find out what is happening within the town. Like what uh, these things are that attacked and... uh, where they came from, and if there is something that we need to do as far as, you know, protecting our people. Because a few people got hurt. More buildings got hurt. No one died. But, I mean, if it happens again, that could be very problematic. Well, that's fair, bruv, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not much of a finder. I'm a bit more of a breaker, if you catch my drift. Ah, well, you see, that is the good thing. Because we need someone to break the things that did this, and... All you have to do is find it, follow the path of the wreckage, and if you're used to breaking things, you are used to seeing where things are broken, yes? That's a fair summation. I thought so, too. You know, I am willing to offer you... 50 either to figure out what's going on in town and where these things came from. That's it, really. Well, that's a very generous offer, mate. Tell you what. You throw in a place where I can wash myself and maybe take a night's worth of sleep? I thought you were going to say take a shit, but yeah, that, that's fine. Maybe that too. Yeah, I would hope so. You must stay regular if you're going to adventure. <laughs> Poop jokes, everyone. We're real fucking talented on this podcast here. We're in it. We're in it. <laughs> but yeah, you give me a place to stay for a night. Let me t- wash myself. I'll be happy to take care of it for you. I can I can talk to the innkeep here, get you a uh, bedroom upstairs, and see what we can do for that. Uh, of course, I will pay for it. Um, sure, we can set all of that up. All right, then. This was very easy. No haggle, just straight to it. I love it. And he offers his hand. Ah, shake it. 
he he thinks for a moment uh, about the information that he's gathered um, for this particular task. Uh, so far, the only things I've been able to find out is that, like I said, really no one was badly injured in the attack and that only buildings were damaged. We don't know how they got into the town unnoticed, given how freaking large they are. It kind of seems like you'd instantly see them and people would be like, hey, no, get away, call the guards, you know, things like that. Uh, I could tell you how I'd do it. Yeah, how would you do it? Bring them in piece by piece, build them in the town and set them free. Well, that would require someone who knows how to build them. You're assuming people in town don't? They may. Well, that is that is not a bad point. That is actually very good. However, there is also something that Father Dell was not telling us. Uh, particularly why the massive commotion happened in the center of town, and yet one went to him. Well, I'm not quite sure either, but I'm sure I could go have a word with him. Problem is, it appears whatever it was was looking for something over in his, uh, Monastery? Church? What would you call that thing? It is It is the Church of Frederick, and at the back is the forge. Every Church of Frederick has a forge in the back. That is what they do. They are shield brothers. Sure. I don't use a shield. Don't know what that means. But it's it's a thing that you use to block attacks? No, I know what a shield is. I mean, I don't know what a shield brother is. Oh, it's a... Well, you know, like the brothers of a monastery? Oh, all right, I see. Yes. Um. So, I... Uh, that would be my suggestion to start, but this is your operation now, so, uh, you know, whatever you find out, if it's conclusive, 50 gold, a free place to stay. Uh, like I said, I will talk to Pansy, make sure you have a nice room here, uh, and we will get you good to go. Um, he, he, his face shifts to a look of confusion when you say Pansy, but he doesn't address it. <laughs> okay. Um, I do need to check on one thing, uh, but... I ask that you come to my place of business in the morning, and we will discuss more of this uh, big issue that I have. All right, bruv, what's that place you're mentioning? Oh, you can find me at 12 Edge Street. Oh, Ah. you're uh, right, you're the gentleman. If you'd have just been where I was looking for you, I'd have never had to get involved with this. Well, now that you did, we wouldn't have to go through so many things of me liking you. All right, that's also fair. It's also fair. All right, then. Well... I'm going to do what I do best, and I'm going to go knock some heads to get some information. He stands up, pulls his coat back on, and tucks his weapons back into his holders and finishes his beer and walks out. Okay. Um, as I, you're leaving, you can see Baith go up to the counter and talk God. to the, the, the woman behind it, um, potentially getting you set up for the night. Uh, I hope as so, you leave, otherwise he's going to have a very, very angry enemy. you paid me but you didn't get me a room yeah Um, exactly uh, as you leave you can see um, people are bringing uh, the the black old collective group um, beers from inside they're sitting down at a table Um, the women and men are all gathered around uh, and the pile of mechanical bodies have been dragged over to the side so is there a place for me to sit that's not like very not um Inconspicuous, well, inconspicuous. This that would kind of seem like I'm just part of the crowd. Yeah, there, there. Ba- it's basically like family seating out here with benches and and long tables. Okay, I'm. Would do you mind if I burn my one hit die to take a short rest and get some of my health back? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, you right. can. We'll say you can. You did it while you were inside, as you were just kind of sitting okay, there drinking and work. just kind Let of. Me, yeah. 
because it was just punches. Okay. Uh, so you're able to just kind of brush cool. that off. All right. Good, 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 good. I'm back at full health. That'll be necessary for later. And I, Tanner, would like to use my perception to sit here and just he- listen. I'm listening to see if any about any pertinent information for the next hour or so about these metal men, the direction they came from. Anything that I can find, um, I can roll, or if you want, I can tell you my passive. It's up to you. Um, no, since you're actively doing it, go ahead and give me a roll. Okay. That would be, on roll, would be a 12. My passive is actually higher because of my um, skill, but that's fine. A 12 is fine. Um, okay. You can you can actually hear a couple of vig- villagers uh, kind of huddled together over on the side. Um, one of them is is saying something about two random men uh, lurking about the town in the early hours of the morning. Okay, where where was? Uh, did they talk about where? The, this person doesn't seem to know too much as you're listening in. Mostly about you know they saw some people creeping through town. Um, they were sort of near the southern section when they saw them, um, but they didn't see where they came from or where they went. Okay, they just um, noticed them. Right, I'm gonna ignore that. And I'm just gonna after an hour or so of listening and seeing. If anything particularly damning as far as information comes up, um, if it doesn't, I'm just going to go back to the temple and go find, see if I can go find Father Dill. Uh, yeah, you make your way back to the church um, and you can quickly find him. He's just back in the back cleaning up the forge, trying to put things together as best as he can. Um, he doesn't notice you approach uh, as he whistles his jaunty tune. Is there like a door frame or anything like that? No, it's a, it's an open area behind the church. Okay, is there anywhere that I'm trying to find somewhere just to knock and make wood, con- like make noise, considering of what he just went through? On one of the uh, like the the uh, pillars that holds up the the roof over the forge. Okay, I'll wrap. I'm gonna rack, uh, wrap my cane onto it as like a three three knocks. It makes him jump. Uh, he he drops the board that he was using. Uh, you can see he's clearly still uh, jumpy from the experience a few hours ago. Sorry, bruv. That's why I tried to knock before I came in. No, don't don't worry about it. Um, I'm just a little rattled. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen some action. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. And I don't think anybody particularly cares to have a beam dropped on their chest either. Yeah, it was a little uncomfortable to tell you the least. It seems so. So, you want to tell me what the big metal man was looking for? Uh... I'm I'm not I'm not certain. Um, uh, I don't think he was really here looking for anything in particular. I mean, it's just a it's just a thing. Uh, and you can he looks over to the the body which he's kind of propped up over on the side. Um, and he's cleaned it off a little bit. I see. Here's the weird thing, mate. Three of them go in the middle of town, but one stays with you. One here to kill you because he left you there, but he was destroying your forge, and he appeared. To be looking around. Uh, well, I mean, you know, sometimes, sometimes things just find their way. I mean, it didn't seem like there was any rhyme or reason to to me that anyone of a, that they would come in here at, at all for anything. Anyway, I mean, they just kind of attacked, and this one just kind of attacked. I I don't know. Maybe it was just like, uh, just a a a thing that they do. I mean, we've we've never seen these things before, so uh, I, I got I got no clue. I mean, he's clearly he's clearly flustered. That's interesting, bro. Ah, uh, well, I'm just saying it doesn't make sense that 
one of them stays here and the other three ditch off. If they want to destroy your temple, our fold stayed here. Look, I mean, to tell you the truth, I, I did ask Baith to reach out to you. I, 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 I'm sorry to be cagey, but this is... I don't want to feel responsible for all this, and I very well may be. Uh, he stands up straight and kind of cracks his back and loosens his neck up. Look, I, I got something. And um, it it wasn't causing any problems uh, up until the attack today and then after the attack. Um, and then you hear sort of this muffled, incoherent uh, sound. It, it almost sounds like a voice uh, coming from behind the forge. Uh, yeah, um, I think it's probably best if I just show you, uh, and he moves his way to the back of the forge and begins to start messing with something, and you can hear a click, and this sheet of metal lifts up from inside the forge, um, and he puts on a large leather glove and reaches in and grabs this, this satchel, this leather satchel that's placed in the back there, uh, far enough away from the heat where it isn't burned, and the, 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 the muffled talking is now uh, definitely more audible. <laughs> so this thing, it is, it's been still. And now it's just been this incoherent babble of words. None of them make sense. It's just a stream of, of consonants and syllables. And, uh, well, he just, he opens the bag and he pulls out, uh, this metal head that looks very similar to the the thing that you had defeated earlier. And it is just rambling random words. Orange. Dog. Hello. Cat. It, it has been Red. this since uh, these things attacked her earlier. And I... Leyland. Um, here. He just hands you the head. August. I don't reach That's out That's not a real it. month in this world. Hmm. <laughs> It's a name. Bruv, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news here, but it Six. definitely sounds like you shot yourself in the foot. Wall. I was told to figure out a reason why I wasn't told to collect it, so I'm going to go find base. August. Um, Water. Good luck with whatever the hell that thing is. I turn around and I leave. Wall. I begin to turn around to leave. Yeah, as you begin to turn, the speech patterns start to actually make sense. Hello. Ah. Uh. <laughs> My, <laughs> I yeah. hit it with my mace. No, <laughs> does, does he actually? I, I, I bink it. Like, not hard, but it's kind of like- Just, just like a, a little bink? Yeah, like, you know, like, somebody will bonk you on the head with something light. Like, that's kind of what I do to it. Very gently with the mace, I just bonk. All right, as you dunk it, the speech becomes completely coherent. Hello, this unit is six. That's new. Well, sometimes you just got to smack something around, Fred. Thank you for hitting my reset button. What the hell's a reset button? I've got no no clue. Sometimes if you hit six hard enough, he just hits reset. Well, that's probably not something you ought to be canning. <laughs> no, it's too late. I've already said it with my mouth. Committed. Okay. So what you see, by the way, just to give just to give my head a description, because we didn't really <laughs> get there. What you what you have in your hand 
And you, are you holding Six's head? No, I did not touch this thing. Uh, okay, Dale, Dale is still holding. You see a very like a rusted gold head, and with a, 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 I don't know if the lights would have been lit up before you hit it, but when you hit it, let's just say they weren't. When you hit it, the lights kind of come back to fruition, and there's a big neon blue eyes and a big six in his forehead, and it's just neon blue glow coming from the head. I should have went east. I don't know why the hell I went west. I fucking shouldn't have flipped that coin. From my perspective, you came to the perfect place. Thank you for saving me. Okay. Uh, Del turns your head six to his face his face. Uh, my name's Del. You can call this unit six. All right, that is, um, hi, Six. Uh, what are you? I, hmm. Six has never been asked that question before. Okay. It seems I am, seems I am made of metal and light. I'm telling the truth, at least. Yep, not a false statement. Uh, listen, um, and he looks back at you, Archie. Which I don't think you've exchanged, given him your name yet. I am not equipped for, I was research, I was looking at it and like, you know, tinkering, figuring it, this was given to me. Is there a, is there like an area that looks, that looks like it can open up on his head? The only thing you really can kind of see that's um, a bit of a void is, is where his neck is. Did he turn me back to Archie? Yeah, he will have turned you back. Yeah, you're facing... So there's nowhere, like, that looks like a panel or that could open or anything on the head? No, 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 no. The only only insertion point is that that where the neck should be. I was definitely about to try to poke, like, poke in his head with my thieves tools. (laughs) You, you reset me. You are my savior. Thank you. Archie blinks a couple times. Uh, clearly, clearly, uh, you are his, you heard him say it. It's like, uh, it's like one of them bonds. Right, but you touched it last, so... I'm at least the sixth version of this. He puts it to your chest and brings his hand back to where he <laughs> physically touched you last. Uh, no take backs. I, I, no I, I hacky sack it back to him so it hits him. Please do not kick owl, red, orange, green, green, green. Oh, shit. I, I bonk him again. Thank you for resetting me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay, okay bro. Um, all right. First and foremost, I don't know what the hell this is. Uh, second of all, I don't want to be in tandem with anything that's blowing your village up here because I need to stay here. Right. I mean, okay. I would like to stay here too. It's very nice. Um. Yeah. Okay. I- I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be square with you here. So I was looking at this thing. I like to tinker. You know, my whole life is metal. Yeah, now I primarily mess with Woundstone and make stuff out of that for the town. Woundstone, um, only found in this part of the earth. Oh, we think. Uh, but, um, I'll keep it, uh, and see what I can do. Um, don't tell anybody about it. Hey, can somebody get my body? I, I didn't see a thing. Hello? Dell turns his the the head to his head again. Uh, six, you ain't got no body, buddy. Oh, hmm. oh, 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 
oh, yeah. oh, I'm about to make a terrible decision. I go over to the dead thing, uh-huh. pull up my thieves tools, and I begin uh-huh. to tinker with its neck area. Can I figure out how it is connected? Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me your roll. What do you want me to just, just thieves tools Thieves roll? tools, so it's 20 with proficiency. Okay. 18 total. My thieves tools. Yeah, you can you can feel some mechanisms up in there. You really don't get how they work because they are thieves tools and yeah, not like tinkerers tools. Yeah, yeah, I don't. But I, you can you can feel like there's some mechanisms that you can kind of get underneath and and get to unlatch while you're up in there. It takes you a moment to do it, but eventually you hear a clunk, um, and you can just pop the head off. Uh, Metal bruv. what was his name again? Six. You can call this unit six. What unit is this I got in my hand here? Hmm. Is there a big number on his forehead? There is not. I have no clue. <laughs> hmm. All right, then. I just yeet the other head, just toss it, like, nonchalantly away. Have you, have you found my body? Hey, Dale, give me his head. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ca- put, throw some caution here. Because if that thing and this thing are the same things and that thing now becomes active... Well, then just bonk it on its head. Apparently, it's not built well. Great. Fair enough. I'm just kidding. Uh, Don't bonk me. He, uh, he walks. Are you asking him to toss you the head? No, I'm just reaching out my hand, like, hand it to me. Okay, yeah, he hands it to you. I reverse what I did with the other head to get it to latch you know on. How. Yeah, okay, all right, cool. Kathunk, six, you feel more complete as your synapses kind of connect with the tips of your fingers and uh, the rest of your body, and then you feel a sharp pain in your side, looking down to see this big gash. Ow, 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 ow. This is not my body. What is this? I don't know what your body is, bruv, but I gave you one. Where did the gash come from? No idea. I'm going to need to get this repaired, but this body hmm, should work. As he stre- he's stretching out his arms and stuff. Can I move all my legs? Yeah, yeah, everything moves. Oh no, this body has no penis. Okay, I'm just <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hundred percent, no <laughs> wiener. So with his new body, six stands about six foot five, a little taller than Archie, and his entire body is that golden color, which matches his head. Mwah, primo, very good. Uh, the internals that you can see exposed through the little gash, uh, they turn that bright, bright shade of blue just like his eyes glow. Uh, and the six on his uh, forehead still remains blue. And that's what you see. All right, Dale. Well, I, uh, I saved you. I saved him. I've done my good deeds for the day. I'm going to get out of here before anybody comes snooping. Wait. No. Just a second. Nope. Hold on. Nope. I have a proposition. No, no, don't you, no, don't you dare. I can be of great service to you. Oi, fuck me. You're the one that saved Six from the bag. I saw you first when I opened my eyes and was reset. You reset Six. Let me thank you. And I go up to, like, hug him. (laughs) Bonk. Green. Red. I take a step back and I bonk him again. Ah, thank you for resetting Six. No touching, mate. This is a fine coat, and you're not going to mess it up with your metal greasy hands. I've never seen you before. Perfect. But thank you for, se- thank you for resetting me. No touching. Got it. And I follow him. <laughs> All right, Dale, I need something to cover this thing up. Why would you cover me? 
I'm very interesting. I've got a lot to me. Yeah, let me grab you a cloak. Uh, and he'll run back uh, to the back of the forge. He, he starts rummaging around some stuff and he's able to find like um, one of his leather aprons and uh, basically a set of monk's robes that, you know, it, it might be able to fit over the machine. All right. This is like fucking. This body is very clunky to what I'm used to. It's fucking dumb and dumber right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's very big. I'm doing my arms out and in just. Ah. Uh, Moving around. Yeah, the the two others uh, try and get you in clothing as best they can while you wiggle about. Hmm. Uh, so you're now wearing I can like dance. basically a burlap cloak and a leather apron, and the cloak has a the the coat has a hood. Coat has a hood. Okay. Very nice. Do I look good? Sure, mate. I see. This is a win. Um. However, if I mean, I am indebted to you, and now it seems doubly indebted to you because I sure the hell wasn't keeping that. Uh, so, you ever need something from uh, some Woundstone uh, or anything else forged, you let me know. I'm your man. All right. I got an idea for you then. That gash, can you fix that? I can certainly try. Um, and he comes up and he pulls back the robe and he starts looking at it. Yeah, I think I could probably patch that up with something. I mean, the internals are definitely different, but they actually seem to be reconnected themselves somehow. Uh, I'll just put a metal hey, plate uh, over wait, it. Wait, hold on, Tanner. Can I do this? As they say that, can I just cast Cure Wounds on it? Yeah. Okay, I, I, no need. And I I put my hand on the, on the wound, and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds and just... Sh- yeah, the the basically the same blue glow that is that is emanating from his eyes um, starts to come out of his hand. You can kind of see between the knuckles uh, it emanates outwards, um, and then just the organic material that was gashed starts to fuse back together uh, very slowly, and then it's fully healed. Archie's gonna point at that with his cane. And he's gonna go. Now that's a handy trick. I look at uh, I look at back at who I I don't know your name yet, but I say, I look back at who Bruce's character and say. I told you, Six can be of great service. All right, Six, you're going to stay here for a moment. I'll be back in a jiff. Okay. Father Dale, show some patience. Hold on. Sorry. Uh, Before you leave, I've given you my name. What is your name? You can call me Mr. Cromwell. Mr. Cromwell, very nice to meet you. I I, I turn to Father Dale. Thank you for all your help in saving my, my head from certain disaster. What is your name? Uh, Father Dell. I'm going to go find Bath. Okay. Please tell me of this great world, Father Dell. <sighs> take take a seat, I guess. I mean, I, you know. Yeah, all right. Uh, so he starts to just explain how the world works to you, uh, to the best of his knowledge from a cloistered monk's perspective. Uh, it was now ventured out here. Um, you do get a little bit of information from him, though. You find out that he's a pl- from a place called... Uh, basically, the first thing he mentions is he's from a place called Edgefield. Uh, and then you just start asking a deluge of questions because you don't understand what the hell that means. Uh, Archibald Theodore Cromwell. You start heading back towards... Um, you go towards uh, base business. He basically told you to meet him in the morning. Um, you trying to meet him earlier or are you trying to go back to the inn? No, I'm going right... I'm going to that office where he was. This is this is quite important. Okay. All right. So you make your way back. You were there earlier, um, and you're back at the storefront. Bink, bink. Uh, as you knock, 
Um, you can hear some papers shuffling uh, in the back, uh, and you hear a voice shout out, It is open! Alright, I open the door and I go in. Ah, if it isn't my favorite newcomer. Uh, welcome to uh, Outward Enterprises. You should probably follow me. Alright. No, trust me, you're really going to want to see this, mate. He stacks up the papers he was looking at and, and puts it uh, in his desk, um, grabs his keys and follows you out the door, uh, locks up behind himself. On the way back, I'm definitely kind of like scoping out around us, making sure nobody is tailing us and following us and doing all the fun stuff. Yeah, is is everything okay? You seem a little uh, testy. Well, you know, just making sure none of our metal friends decide to pop out of any of the woodwork. I, I, I was about to say, why would they pop out? But they popped out before, so, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Um, Trust me, okay. you'll see why when we get where we're going. Right. Uh, so you lead him back oh, to yeah. uh, the yep. Church of Roger. Yes. Edgefield, that's an interesting-sounding place. After all this that you've told me, Father Dell, I'd like to visit there one day. Hi, base. Meet sex. I, this is... Why is this thing standing here? Inquiry, what's on your face? The, uh... Again, why is this thing standing here and talking? Significant marks on your face. Father would you like to explain? And why is it so rude? This unit's named Six. This thing seems fine, if not inquisical. Uh, we, um... We've been having a nice conversation. I haven't talked to someone about my past in a while. Archie furrows his brow and quizzical. Yes, Edgefield seems like a wonderful place. Uh, Baith, Baith looks over the situation. Del, this is um, not what I expected when you said you had something that you were hiding. Uh, Archie, what the hell? Well, to be fair, he was just hiding the head. I put it. I put the head on the other body. Right, right, right. So you took the dangerous thing that you had killed earlier and put another dangerous thing on top of it so it came back up? Six is not dangerous. Well, I assumed that I could handle the earlier dangerous thing, and this one seems much less um, hostile and much more... Six is not dangerous. Naive. I died. All right, listen. We have to garner a certain bit of trust, so I will trust that you know what you are doing. However, what... Is it? Oh, fuck if I know. You're the one who told me to find it. Shit. Okay. Uh, he turns to you, Six. What are you? You could call this unit Six. I was made in a lab. <laughs> uh, wait. So, si there are five more of you? At least? Oh, at least. Yes. Fuck. Oh, wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Four dead. So that means there's only one left. Oh, no. Those... Those had nothing to do with what with my laboratory. Oh, well, we'll go back to what you said before, base fuck. It's okay. Six's units are not made for attacking the random townsfolk, if that's what happened here with these. You know, that sounds exactly what whatever you are would say if you were something that wanted to attack random townsfolk. That may be true, but I am telling the truth. So the answer that we have so far is that the head that you were hiding, Dell was put on a body that now operates correctly. Am I, this is what I am, this, I am correct in these assumptions? Yeah. That is correct. So now the problem that we find ourselves facing 
is that um, he turns to you six. How did you get into? How did uh, you were in a bag, Dale? How did he get into town? And Dale hangs his head. I'm sorry that I've caused this sort of trouble. Um, it was just a tinkering project, uh, delivered to me from another brother of the order. Uh, it, it wasn't supposed to be nothing bad. Just a hey, look at this anomaly I brought from the east. Oh, hey, right, hold on. I've got an idea here. You know how them fancy wizards can track things and see them? Uh, yeah. Maybe that's what his brothers could do. Somehow. You mean, because he's like them, he can then track the others? No, they could track him. I don't know what the hell he can do. I cannot track any other units besides six. I know where I'm at all the time. <laughs> well, that is... I mean, that's, that's next to useless to us, I think. I disagree. It's very nice to know where one is. I would like to be drunk right now. That would be far superior to this situation. Okay, look. So we have a... a we almost have a what. But we don't have a who or a where or a when or a why. No, but you do got 50 gold for me. And you do have a six. I do have 50 either for you. I don't have six for you. I don't know if we... Why would... We don't pay This unit's name some... is six. Okay, six. I am uh, Beth Seishir. Why am I introducing myself to a, a machine? Okay, listen. Uh, uh, hold on. And he reaches back for his purse and he starts counting out uh, the, the coins and hands them over to you, Archie. All right, I take them. I put them in my pocket and I uh, scan the room and I say, All right, bros. You have a good one. And I... <laughs> Uh, tomorrow morning, uh, much more lucrative for you. 750 of those. All right, I'm going to wrap this. All right, where do you want me to be? Uh, just come to my place of business in the morning, and uh, you have a place to sleep for the night at the edge. Uh, take a good rest, and I'll tell you everything that I have gathered. Where is your place? Your place is here. You're going to stay here with Father Dell. Understood. I just want to know more about this city. Well, see, here's the thing, bro. Four of you... Just broke in, murdered some people maybe, broke some things. So the uh, the other people probably wouldn't be too happy about seeing you around. So you should probably stay here. See. I'm going to go exploring. All right, bros, good luck. Right. Uh, Beth, I think we got to babysit. Um, and It's okay. Yeah, I'm nice uh, and covered. How covered do I look? I'm just kind of waving my arms around. Go ahead and, and roll, um, well, it's not really a disguise kit. Just give me a performance on how you think you're going to be able to act natural. That's an eight. Okay. What'd you get? A six plus two? Yep. They, the, the two men, Baith and Dell, try and, try and hold you back. Um, go ahead and give me a, I guess, a strength check to see how, how well you I'm not going to really from. struggle against them. Wait, you want me here that bad? Uh, yeah, like, if people saw you, it would probably be problematic. Is there a way that we could disguise me better? I hear this fade as I leave. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, Archie's just fucked right <laughs> off back over to the end. And you, you do make your way there, and they have you set up in a room. Um, Mr. Cromwell and I are going to go on adventures. I mean, as, 
long as you're out of town. Listen, Baith, I'll take care of things here. Um, please figure out what the hell else is going on. Is there something I can help with? Baith now looks over at you. I, yes, you can help us out by just being here for now, and then we can figure things out later. Ah, okay. And he, uh, I don't know how this happens, but he opens up his chest and there's a chessboard already set up, ready to go. He, he can, he manifested it inside of the body that was already there. It doesn't matter. He did it. That is, that should be kind of fucked up, right? Uh, and Dell looks over. Yeah, should be. Who's down for a game? Been a while since I played chess. Um, Dell sits down with you and, and helps you set up the internal chess board. Uh, and Baith then leaves. All um, units come standard with a chessboard. I mean, that's pretty convenient, I suppose. Hey, listen, I think we're going to probably be here for a while while people figure some stuff out. Uh, I'm happy to answer any more questions for you if you got them. Sure, over the games of chess. By my calculations, we have enough time for 87 games. Well, depends on how quickly you play. Um, do you sleep? On passant. And uh, he starts playing. Um, do, you, do you have any questions for him? <laughs> Did you just say a chess word that you knew? Yeah. yeah. On passant, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Tanner, fun, for, for my sake, what is an on passant? It's a chess move. Um, ah, you did it. You did it. Good job. I did it. Thanks. It's the thing you do with pawns and capturing. Sure. Come out when you get them to the other side and you change them. Yeah. No. So what happens is if you get a pawn on. Oh my one god! File, no one cares. And then another pawn on the next file, and you move that pawn beside no, that pawn. No. No. It's a fucking. It's a meme. It's a meme. Just saying, on passant's a meme. It's a chess meme. It's an actual it's move. It's a real. I know thing. it's an actual move. It's an actual move, but it's a meme. I'm, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna castle my king. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can do that. Thing. That's also um, a pawn move. Now would be a good time to ask any questions of Dell that you might want to know about the the town, the the world, anything like that. You got a few that we can throw in there for a little bit of world building. Dell, who's my dad? Uh, well, I don't know that. The only thing that I know is who brought you here, a guy by the name of Brother Gansel. Hmm, Brother uh, Gansel. Maybe you can, yeah, maybe you can find him and trace that down. Do you know where Brother Gansel hails from? I know that he came from the east, crossed the wound. I think he headed west. Oh shit! I love how a monk just came over here and was fucking here. Here you go, Father Dale. Here's a fucking mechanical head. I'm gonna get out of here now. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> what the perfect story set up, baby? What the fuck? <laughs> hey, I love he's probably it. got a reason for it. We just don't know it yet. Brother Gansel, you know he's a he's a member of the uh, the Church of Roderick. Um, he's typically. Uh, you know, worshiping, um, but he was making his way doing a uh, what's that thing when you travel um, and you like for religious reasons? Oh, a uh, missionary? N- no, that's his sex position. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, please <laughs> disregard that. Um, no, it's when you when you go. You're a oh, it might, it's a pilgrimage. Oh, thank you. It's a pilgrimage. Um, yeah, he was apparently on a pilgrimage, and, you know, I mean, the house is always open uh, to those who 
who uh, shield each other's back for Roderick. So um, he stayed here, and, and your head is what he gave me as thanks. There's... That's not a lot to go on. No, it certainly isn't. But hmm. honestly, most of us don't have a lot to go on when it comes to our parents. What is... What is west of here? Uh, well, the, re- the rest of the country, and then the ocean. Um... You don't know anything, do you? <sighs> Every time I get reset, I lose more of my memory. We gotta figure a way around that. Um, and so he, he actually starts... Helmet? Tinkering with something, yeah, and, and makes like... Uh, your your back of your head is a little like exposed for the organic stuff. Uh, you know, some of the materials and wires and things like that. Um, so he, he facets a, a bit of a plate... Um, to, to put on the back of your head. Okay. At this point, Six uh, says, Wow, you're really good at this. Do you think you could make this for me? And he draws something I know in the dirt. He it's draws a something in the dirt. And no, no. No, no it's not. <laughs> oh, okay. No, it's All right, not. Cool. He, he draws something in the dirt. Tanner, we've talked about what this is. Uh, but it is a, a mask, and it has something specific on it. I don't want uh, to spoil the surprise yet. Yeah. So as you as you draw that out, it's like a perfect schematic of what you what yeah, you oh want. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like uh. Like and when you're doing it, um, it sounds like you remember old printers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. I, I think I can probably do that um so he takes the next couple of hours to to fashion this and, and periodically while things are cooling or he's he's uh, quenching things um he'll come back and, and continue playing chess with you uh, but eventually he puts together this this mask with this back bit of leather that would cover up the uh, sides of your face um and uh right on the front per your schematics uh is this big metal mustache <laughs> So my face, my face looks exactly like Guy Fox. <laughs> Pretty much. That's fantastic. It's, it's a Guy Fox mask. That's what it is. <laughs> just use, just use your, just use your imagination. Everybody knows what that looks like. That's what's on my face now. That's awesome. Now I don't think this is gonna make you inconspicuous in the least. I mean, I'm not skilled enough to make it like, you know, humanoid. But maybe it'll keep people from giving you too many second looks. Exactly. Can we cover these? I hold up my my phalanges. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, he goes and he rummages through his stuff and he pulls out some uh, basically forging gloves, big leather, big leather gloves. Sweet. Put them all. Okay. So now you're wearing uh, the robes of uh, of the Church of Roderick, uh, leather apron on your front, and leather uh, leather forge gloves, uh, and you have this mask that's not really intricate but it's it's really well made uh, I stand with my hands on my hips and back at Father Dell during our game of chess how do I look interesting would you think I was a robot I can't say you know here's if I'm gonna be honest with you uh, there's these traveling circuses that come through town and you would not be out of place with that group of people. Close enough. You know what a circus is. That's fair. I'm so glad I didn't have to explain that. I have no clue what you're talking about. Shit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to know from Father Dell while you're here? One last question, Father Dell. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a lab that produces my kind? Through my travels as a head, I've kind of forgotten. Or maybe I never knew. I don't know. Uh, not particularly. I'm sorry, Six. That's okay. I gotta find this brother Gansel. Yeah. Uh, I... Dwarf, if that helps. Oh, um, that is good information. Yeah, I mean, that's really all I'm, I need to take stock of people's looks. I've never had to explain how someone looks to someone else to such so they can hunt them down and be like, are you my daddy? Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> here we are, I guess. Um, let's maybe go back to the game. Uh, you guys play a few more rounds of chess, uh, but in the next game, um, as the sun is setting and as the heat from the forge is kind of dissipating and it's starting to get a bit cooler out, Father Dell begins to nod off and eventually falls asleep. Thank you for the games, Father Dell. And I stand up and time to time to roam, baby. All Gonna right. go see the sights. It, as you're exploring, it is um it is darker. You know, everything the sun has set and the street lamps don't light up things too much. You can see a few people wandering around as they close up shop, but a lot of commotion as you're exploring is coming from the nearby tavern. You can see a sign from the distance and it says the edge. Arch is in his room and uh, he has a weird chill run down his spine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> feel like something real bad's about to happen. Are you, you wear, you've got everything on the mask and everything? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've, uh, I know the situation. I, you know, he's pretty, for, for an inquisitive fucker, he's not, he's not stupid. He knows that, okay, he understands the situation. He doesn't want to be seen as a robot that's going to hurt people. So he's going to try to hide his identity and be as human-like as he possibly can. <laughs> okay. Do you just wait outside the edge or do you go inside? I uh, guess I will go into the edge. All right. As you, uh, as you notice the commotion inside the edge, your curiosity gets the best of you. This is your first door. How do you open the door? <laughs> he rips oh, it clean off the fucking hinges. I guess it is probably my first door, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel like I would be smart enough to know how a door is supposed to work. So I don't well, know. Well, you saw, you would see people coming in and out, but you wouldn't know like the force that they're putting into it. Okay. Well, I use, uh, I use my full, uh, full robot force. And and as I like, okay, here's here's the scene. Here, whatever happens to the door happens to the door. So I'm gonna use my full robot force and open the door. And and what I say when I walk in is, "It is I, normal human, Jason. How are you, people?" <laughs>